The broadcast is now starting. All attendees are in listen-only mode. Welcome to another episode of V Brown Bag. Uh, tonight, coming to you on the US Brown Bag, we actually are recording in Australia, so a bit of a cross cross planetary bit of cooperation going on here. So tonight we've got a intro to the Runecast APIs with Ivo from Runecast, and we're going to get a bit of an introduction onto what we could do with the APIs, a bit of use cases of why we might use them. So just before I hand over, I'll just go through some of the quick notes. If you'd like to see anything that vbrownbag's up to, we use the Twitter handle hashtag, or use the Twitter handles at vbrownbag, Latam and Amia, and we also use the hashtag, hashtag vbrownbag. Now we do have a couple of shows, as you can see on the right, and my name's Brett Johnson, I'm the host tonight, and... Ivana, if, uh, if you're ready, I'll hand it over to you and make you presenter. Yep, that sounds good. All right, so you see my screen? Yep, that's coming through. Yep, awesome, thank you. So, um, hello to everyone. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, thanks, Brett, for the brief um, introduction. But, um, let me introduce myself a little bit further. Um, my name is Ivaiu Ivanov, or Ivo for short. I'm a VMware engineer at Runcast. I hold um, several certificates in uh, uh, VMware. VCP recap levels. I'm a VCIX. I'm the expert for the last few years. I'm really an automation enthusiast. PowerShell, I Vero, PowerShell, everything. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, you can send me an email. Look at my public uh, repository on GitHub or read of some some of my blog posts available at uh, runcast.biz or thevirtualist.org. And uh, enough about me. Um, I have just added one slide before we covered the, the, the main topic, so we'll know what we'll be using the, the APIs against. Um, not sure how familiar uh, you are with uh, Runcast and uh, Runcast Analyzer. Uh, it's basically a proactive solution that will alert you about issues in your vSphere environment before they affect you and cause unplanned downtime. We correlate your current setup and configuration settings against known issues. And by known issues, I mean the, all those VMware KBs were usually ending up after we're having some outage. That reminds me of the time when I was working as VMware admin and I had to explain to the customer that their production downtime was actually related to a known and already documented issue which already had a known workaround or patch fix was already released. And I can tell you that searching for the right KB during critical incident is pretty stressful and it's uh, really time consuming. As uh, bringing back the services up and running, it <laughs> needs to be done as fast as possible. 
And Runcast um, will do that for you. And in fact, it will identify and report all KBs which symptoms are relevant and matching to your vSphere environment and thus giving you the lead time to plan and remediate potential issues. And uh, yep, that was just to cover uh, really believe the solution and we're going to be technical from, from here now. So this all sounds good and uh, where the Runcast API will fit in. Well, the simple, the, the answer is pretty simple, it's integration. Nowadays, IT infrastructures are getting larger and complicated, increasing the needs of integration and automation. Runcast Analyzer offers fully featured REST API. Almost everything that can be done via the user interface can be performed programmatically. REST API is one of the most popular and widely used standards lately. Well, that, in my opinion, relies on its simplicity. Most of the requests are either get for receiving some data or post for, for sending data. Most common use cases are integration with third party tools, like for example, ticketing tool. If your favorite change management or ticketing tool have such capabilities, you can query Runcast Analyzer through the API and automatically create tickets based on the issue found in your environment. So somebody can react and look into those. Another use case would be a monitoring portal. Having information from multiple tools in centralized system is crucial for supporting really large IT environments. They don't have <laughs> the time switching between multiple uh, interfaces from various tools. With the Runcast API, you can add custom dashboard into your portal to display the status of your vSphere uh, environment. So you have like overview right there. And uh, Red, I didn't mention in the beginning, but feel free to uh, like interrupt me or ask any questions if something needs to be uh, further explained. That, that, that's not a problem. Yeah, no worries. Okay, awesome. So uh, one more slide before uh, getting our hands on the actual demo. Uh, it's what we'll cover. First, we'll uh, look into setting up a secure connection. Then we'll briefly cover the access levels. And uh, at last, we'll actually submit a REST request and look at various options which you can do that from. So if I can switch to my demo environment. Yep. So uh, this is the Runcast Analyzer interface. We're not going to spend time um, on, on, on it at this point. So far, we laid down um, solid ground so we can cover exactly how to consume the APIs. First step was to set up a secure connection. So to, to follow best practices and security recommendations, each REST request against Runcast Analyzer has to be authenticated. This is accomplished by including API access token into the authorization header in the request. 
So you said each API. Um, you said each API request has to be authenticated. Um, I assume the the token would have some sort of expiry time where it might be valid for hours, minutes, whatever it happens to be before you need to get a new one. Uh, at this time, this functionality is not yet implemented due to the fact that uh, we recently introduced the row-based row uh, access module for the tokens, which I'll cover a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, at this point, the tokens do not expire. Okay. Yep. So yeah, um, that's correct. Each uh, REST request have to be authenticated, including the, the API access token into the, the header. The token itself can be generated from the UI, going to the settings menu in the API access tokens. It's a pretty straightforward. Forward, uh, you're just clicking on generate API access token. You can provide a description. It's not mandatory, but uh, recommended. About the access level, I will cover in a little bit later. So let's just click on generate now. And here, your here is your API access token. Uh, as outlined here, uh, uh, make sure to copy and store it in a secure location because for security reasons, we're not going to, to display this again in the Runcast UI. You can create new one, you can delete this one, but we're not going to show you again the, the generated uh, token. So um, let me copy that and uh, open Postman. That's one of my favorite tools for uh, working with REST APIs. Uh, here you can see I have previewed the address of one um, standard and pretty similar endpoint. Uh, what I want to demo here is actually on the authentication. I don't have any headers now in my request, so if I attempt to submit this request, yep, it failed with uh, error 401, unauthorized and you're displayed with the message that authentication failed. So let's add a valid API token. Here it goes. Okay, and re let's repeat that again. So there we go. Now we're having statuses okay. We're seeing status code of 200, and we're seeing actually what has written from the server. I queried for the centers which are uh, registered in the room customizer, and that's what I get. Um, the data is in JSON format. Um, we don't use XML. We, if something needs to be passed through the server via post request, it has to be also in JSON format. And uh, we can surely validate that if I go to my vCenter connections, I do have only one, and that's the one which reported here. Um, one other thing I wanted to outline here is that um, Runcast REST API is accessible only on via HTTPS. 
we do not support the HTTP port protocol again for security purposes. So um, that covers the first part for securing and authenticating your request. Next, next one it's um, actually to define access access level. Uh, Rune Customizer has two level of access: admin and uh, read only. Those levels can be also used when generating an API access token. So I'm back on this same page, and here I can generate the API token as either with admin access level or read only, uh, as the the role name is pretty self-explanatory. The the admin role can do everything, can issue all requests, has access to all endpoints. The read-only one can practically uh, initiate only guest requests and only pull the information from the uh, from Runcast Analyzer. Uh, one thing to note here is that the read-only access token also is not able to initiate a rescan of your environment. It's as exactly as it says, it's read-only and it does not do anything more than that. So That's so useful for... Yep. It sounds like a good rule of thumb then is if the API request doesn't, isn't get, read only won't do it. If you need like a post or a yep. put, has to be admin. Is that pretty much the easy way to think of that there? Yep, that's that's correct. And the main reason is that uh, most likely you would want your like third-party tools or let's say monitoring portal, for example, only to pull data and um, not actually perform any changes on your settings, on your, the vCenter, like to add or remove vCenters or things like that, or okay. deal with filters licensing, because all this is possible to via, via the APIs, but <clears throat> for example, I would not uh, have my uh, portal having such access level. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, um, the access level, and uh, yeah, make sure if you want to use an API access token which needs to trigger a risk scan, that has to be admin level. Another way of overcoming this is setting up of automatic schedule that you do scan your environment every one hour or twice per day or something like this based on your requirements. Okay, so we we covered the access level as well, so time to move right to the, to the API endpoints and um, there are multi multiple ways how to consume them. Uh, first, I want to show the the easiest way how you can get familiar um, and test out the API endpoints. Uh, we have integrated Swagger <coughs> interface in the um, Runcast Analyzer. Okay. Uh, can you still hear me? 
Yep, I can hear you. Okay, I accidentally pressed something. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, yeah, just want to confirm that I'm not speaking on that. Yep, so as I said, we have an um, integrated Swagger interface. It's accessible through the setting page on API access tokens. And here we have the link to the API, which is leading you to the Swagger interface. It's a standard Swagger interface, uh, like I would expect most of the familiar, most of the people are probably familiar with it. The API endpoints are categorized and uh, by expanding the category, you can see for the information what method this endpoint uses. And uh, let's see if we have some, um, some or post methods. Yep, you will see a brief description and how to work with this endpoint. We have great examples, what you uh, receive in return, or if it, uh, the endpoint expects any parameters, we can help you how to structure them, and uh, yeah, what's mandatory, what is not. Um, yeah, so um, when uh, testing requests uh, through the Swagger, you don't need to include the API access token into the headers because um, you're already logged into the appliance, you're authenticated, and there is no need of providing API access token. So, so when, you're, um, when you're logged into the client, are you always logged in with admin rights at this point? Um, it, that, that depends. So we have, you can have read-only user, you can have, uh, it depends with what uh, user you're logged in, into the environment, with what access level you have, and uh, uh, the endpoints will be executed with the uh, access level which you currently are accessing run customizer with so if i'm logged in with a, if i'm logged in with a read only account will the methods other than get be visible and just fail or will they not appear uh, they would be visible but they would not work yeah. i mean you you receive a notification that uh, you don't have sufficient privileges to do to do that yeah. excellent Yep, great. So let's actually try one of those and let me go really quick to the discovered KBs and pick up, let's say, the first one. So if I go back to Swagger interface and I can query the result for that specific KB, that's here is example of what I would receive in return and here is the required parameter is the KB ID which you have to provide so you can just provide this and click on try it out as I mentioned a little bit earlier you don't need to add the authorization header as you're already authenticated and here is the response body we ask for the results for this KB, and here we see which objects are affected by it. We see the response code 200 successful, that's the 
response in, in JSON format, you can further pass it, take whatever information you need from it, and use it in your custom applications or script or whatever else you can think of. Okay, so if you provide the KB, it will not only show you the details, but it'll actually go into what the status of that KB is on your environment or your environment yeah. against that KB. Exactly. That is correct. It will return you with the affected objects, which are they under which the center, and why they are affected. Okay. What were the findings? Yeah. Excellent. So it sounds like it's that could be quite easy to use in different tools, like different scanning tools or compliance tools. You might, you might make that quite easy. Correct. Yeah, because we also have uh, we're covering security hardening in terms of uh, VMware security hardening guidelines. So we can scan your environments against those. And uh, also we have DSSG compliance uh, reporting. So for example, here are the VMware guidelines. I can see where I'm passing, where I'm failing. All this information can be retrieved for the APIs as well. And uh, one thing else on the <clears throat> Swagger interface. Uh, here you can download the Swagger JSON file, which uh, basically includes all those endpoints in JSON format. So you can include it in, um, you can import it in third-party tools like Postman, for example. You can download the socket JSON import in Postman, and you'll have all those endpoints imported there and ready for, for either testing, exporting, or consuming in any way. Um, another way of accomplishing that is uh, you can go to my public GitHub repository. There I have uh, exported my um, Postman collection as well as uh, Postman environment, where you can very easy can uh, adjust the, you basically need just to provide um, access token and address to run cast analyzer. They're defined as variables and as an environment variables. So yeah, you can just change, change two of them and you can use it in all your requests. But yeah, that's a little off topic. It's <laughs> straightly <laughs> related. Now it's good if people know where they can go to try try it themselves as well. And Postman's an excellent tool for learning, and especially if you're more used to visual environments to sort of get a feel. So no, it's definitely useful information there. Yeah, certainly I, I do agree with you. And um, I want also to share one a little bit more interactive way of. Um, Direct demo on how to consume the APIs. <clears throat> so we so that I have one dissenter here. Uh, we can move into PowerShell, and um, I have a script prepared, which has a few uh, variables that need to be defined. In the beginning, so with the runcast address, the access token, which actually this access token would not work anymore. I better use the the one which I just generated. Yep. Okay, that's 
weather. Uh, below is basic information for the vCenter, uh, address, port, username, and password. So Runcast can um, add it and scan against it. Uh, we have brief blog for accepting self-signed certificates. This, uh, this is demo environment, and um, I haven't installed a certificate from you know, certification authority, and it's using them default uh, self-signed ones. <coughs> and uh, <coughs> sorry. And uh, basically, that's all that has to be adjusted. Um, what this script is going to do next, uh, based on the provided address to run customizer, it will um, like, uh, create the base URL for the API. Then uh, I have one block here which is preparing the request to add um, the vCenter to Runcast. And uh, yeah, taking if the request successful, and if it does, I'm taking the vCenter UID, and I'm going to use this vCenter UID on the next um, API call where I'll pass this parameter in order to trigger a scan of that vCenter. So uh, yeah, I can open the UI here and PowerShell. So let's see. Short, yep. So the notifications here, you can see that the vCenter was already added. And yeah, <laughs> a little too fast, but the scan also completed. Um, let's confirm that on the settings page. Yep, so I have the vCenter, which I just added. It's scanned, but I see here actually that doesn't have a license, yeah. Uh, let me assign one. Uh, in fact, this also can be done via the APIs. I just haven't thought of adding it there. So let's update this. And uh, if we go on the dashboard and look more into this, this center which I just added, so it, I just scanned it a minute ago, and here is a summary of checks which were performed just like 8,000, but that's a very, very small environment, so just three holes. Um, here can be a KBs, which are discovered, best practice, compliance, and all, all things like that. Um, So uh, I added the script in my GitHub repository as well. So <clears throat> if someone is interested, can like use it to build upon it or just as a reference, how to prepare the request, body, and um, how to send them and how to handle the request. Um, another thing which you could find there is, um, again, PowerShell script, which um, can be used for automatically deploying and configuration of Runcast Analyzer. So with just uh, one script, you can deploy Runcast Analyzer, which is being shipped as OVA. You can deploy it in your vSphere environment. You can, in fact, even using your username and password, generate 
API access token, and you can use it to add your vCenters and to scan it. So it's like zero touch deployment and configuration. You just run the script and everything can be done for you. So that's also shared in GitHub. So um, anyone is uh, can feel free to to look at it, edit, or like take some box of code which he might need. Uh, he might find useful. So with that um, scan that you ran, do you have a um, request that you might be able to show us of how you could get the results of that via the API? Yep. Um, like, let me go back to the Slacker interface. So in the under the result of analysis, you can get the, in this one would receive the scan from scan results from all the centers. You can be more specific, and you can take only from um, specific objects or specific um, KBs or or issues. So you can be very granular, granular on what information you are um, you are querying in the Rune Customizer for. So when I'm looking at this, I can see the sort of the the results there, and when I'm seeing the vCenter ID, um, mm -hmm. that's under is that objects there where we can say, okay, well, I'm interested in a specific vCenter server. Maybe it's one of my sites, for yeah. example. I can then just yep, say... that's correct. And then under that, there's the objects vCenter UID and the um, MOID. Is that MOID an object we could pr um, pull from vCenter through their managed object browser, such as if we want to look at a specific data center cluster or some other object? Yes, that is correct. The more ID which belongs under this center is the managed managed object ID, either host VM or yeah, whatever else. It's the more ID corresponds with that. So for those who aren't familiar with it, um, MoID in vCenter, it has a object, a managed object identifier, and it's applied to a lot of different things. So a Cluster, for example, will have a certain object identifier. It's just like a data center. Um, a, a data store will have one. So pretty much anything you could consider an object in vCenter will generally have one. And if you know what that is, you could use that here to get granular in terms of what you want to see. So you might be able to see if a data, center, a data store has a specific issue, or you could limit this down into scopes or potentially um, other areas, depending on how Runecast structures that as well. Yep, it's uh, the endpoint which is retrieving the the whole result. It's uh, structured by vCenter, so you have specific like vCenter UID and all like object KBs issues which are relevant to it, and then another one and as many vCenter as you want. So you could. Either use that and take care of the response and parse and uh, take whatever information is needed, or in order to um, make better use of the bandwidth, not too much data to slow back and forth, you can just be more specific and take all the information that you need. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was actually what I wanted to like to share and to show. Um, you can. Do you have any examples of where customers have um, 
utilize the how some customers may have utilized the API in their actual environment outside of a demo where they've been able to find value from using the API over just the standard web interface? Uh, yeah, for some of the customers, I know that they use them exactly for including the data from Runcast into their centralized internal portal, which is custom for them. With they they have it to um, to display multiple dashboards from different monitoring tools in order for uh, their uh, first level support to have a better overview of the environment. So they're leveraging the Runcast APIs, and you, you can be very granular. You can like show uh, only critical issues or critical measure or top ten. That's upon the implementation. Excellent, cool. Yep. And I think it's a lot about a fourteen-day trial. Yep, uh, that's correct. So. Feel free to like um, sign up. Uh, you can download the OVA. We have 14 days trial. Uh, while the number of issues which are reported during, during the trial period is limited, the, the REST API is fully functional. So you can test all endpoints. You can do everything with it. The, the limitation in the trial, it's only related to the reported issue environment and uh, yeah I'm including um, a link to my github uh, account uh, once here as I mentioned I have included the scripts this one which I showed and some others you can find there excellent thank you very much um, yeah. I, Evo that's really interesting and yeah I like that idea where you mentioned uh, the use case that you mentioned about the dashboards because Constructing dashboards is a a pain. I don't think anyone actually likes to endure, and being able to make it easy to to get that information and display it in a usable way is always always a nice thing. Yep, and thanks a lot for for having me. This was my first Vibram uh, back sessions <laughs> where I speak. I do like it. I was more nervous prior to that. <laughs> rather than during the, the session itself. So, yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you very much. And for everyone listening, um, we'll keep keep checking out our YouTube channel and we'll post up more videos. Uh, this will be up there shortly, but if you're watching this, you probably already know that. And this has been another recording for Fee Brown Bag. I'm your host, Brett Johnson, and that was Ivo from, oh, Evo, sorry, from Ringcast. Thank you. <laughs>